I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate details so that we can all have way better sex lives. And my guest today, I'm super excited to introduce to you. I know I always say that, but these are two good friends of mine. Welcome, Tree and Al. Hello, hello. Hello. So, you guys, will you introduce yourselves to our lovely community? Do you want to go first? Okay. <laughs> and say your, say your name so they can recognize which voice matches yes, which name. I am Tree. And I'm Al. And we have been married now for a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. But we've been together for just over eight years. There you go. Oh my yeah. God, really? Yeah, what? December of 2011. No. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember, did I meet you guys before you were together? No. I think I just met you separately while you were together. Yes. I think, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. We, yeah, we got together in like very end of 2011, mm-hmm. like beginning of 2012. And yeah, so it's been, it's been a, a journey of almost a decade now. That's that we've crazy. Been, that we've like woven our lives together. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like God. a third of our lives have been together. Will you each go through and introduce yourselves in terms of gender identity and sexual preference? Sure yes. thing. And pronouns? Yes. So I'm Tree. I go by he, him, or they, them more recently. And I would say that I identify as a being, <laughs> a person. I would say probably mostly a masculine person. And I... I don't really have like a sexual preference. I guess that would be pansexual, but also bisexual and also just, you know, people sexual. <laughs> and do you have any kinks we should know about? Oh, I don't know. I definitely have things that I'm curious about, okay. but I've never fully like practiced. Great. We can unpack that some more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, I identify as like a cis female. Oh, yeah, I'm trans, by the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I, yeah, I don't know if I, I I guess recently I've just been saying, like, pan slash poly is just, like, easier and, like, alliterative. But also, like, I Just to be clear, you're both poly because you're a couple. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) We Um, didn't just reveal a secret. (laughs) Yes. No, I did not. (laughs) I was just like, by the way, partner of eight years. (laughs) (laughs) This is the the reveal. (laughs) But yeah, I've also used like bi or queer as like an umbrella term, but I kind of just, I'm also a person who kind of just, I'm more interested in people and gender doesn't really play a huge role for me. I get it. Yeah. And can you each tell me where you grew up in the country and like the background of your families, just vibe wise? Yes. Do you want to go? Sure. Yeah. So okay. I grew up mostly in Miami and that's a very fun place like after you're 21. <laughs> <laughs> but growing up there's like any other like kind of suburb except for there was a huge Latin American community and, and my... so many cafe cubanos. Yes. <laughs> so so much good coffee and empanadas and food that I don't find as easily here in Los Angeles. And uh my uh my dad is from Venezuela and my mom is from the States and so I grew up like in a mixed culture household and uh I have one younger sibling, so I'm the first kid and yeah I mean grew up like doing the suburb life and my dad's a musician so I had that art Mm. in my life 
pretty much all the time. And, and my mom's like, a, she was a teacher and now she's a librarian. So a lot of uh, like curiosity too. Yeah. Yeah, I was raised in Dallas by two therapist parents which was super interesting. Only child, which was also super interesting. It just like creates this fascinating dynamic, I think. Like what? Um, Just like being very much like the focus of both Mm. of my parents and like kind of weirdly being like therapized a lot as a child. Like, how was your day? Like, how did you feel about that? Like that kind of thing. And I would just be like, leave me alone. Yeah. A lot of like- Were you like, leave me alone? Yeah. A lot of times. Like Mm. sometimes I, you know, I also am a very- tend to sometimes be very talkative and, like, I'm super nosy. Uh-huh. So I would always, like, absorb a lot at school. Like, I would come home and be like, so such and such, my teacher is, like, getting a divorce. And, like, I was, like, seven and, like, telling my parents all these things. And a they would, like, kind of – A lot of Gemini energy. Yes, a lot of Gemini rising energy, for <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I guess just – I think also sometimes the when they were, like, pressing me about certain things, I would be like, I'm just a kid. Like, mm-hmm. you don't – need to treat me like a patient. Um, Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, and then, but like pretty liberal household, which was nice. Um, how was, was it like, liberal in Texas? I know that I it's know. a very purple state. But, it is. But how was the experience growing up there since this is something that's kind of in the news yes. lately? It was interesting because I, being in like a big city, I was, I like lived in the city, like not Mm. suburban. Um, So like being in a big city, I also was in like magnet schools. So I was like always in like kind of like more like, I guess slightly more purposeful school settings as opposed to like, this is just the neighborhood school that I'm in. It was kind of like my parents like looking for certain schools Mm. that they thought would like fit like our family's like needs and stuff too. Um, So I like, I guess, like, just more, like, intellectual curiosity than maybe if I had been in more of, like, a, like, just neighborhood school. I don't know, because there was just, like, people from, like, all different parts of the neighborhood, so it, like, kind of fostered diversity and, like, bringing other people together. Um, And then I also, like, went to a Unitarian church growing up, which was Mm. one of the more liberal Unitarian churches in like Texas. Can you tell us a little bit about Unitarian? Because I don't yes. remember what that is. It is a, it's a religion, kind of, um, in that it's kind of more of like a, I don't know, I always view it more of like a philosophy. And it's, its foundation was that it was the idea that there's like kind of one general higher power, but that everybody's universally saved. Like no, there's no wrong way to believe about things. And it, the way you believe is, and like the way you act is like not doesn't depend, like, doesn't determine, I guess, your, like, fate in the afterlife, kind of, but it's kind of transformed more into a, like, a, yeah, like, a philosophy, like, it preaches a lot of, like, harmony and, like, understanding and, like, things like that. Like, do they, so you don't go to hell for sex, or? I was gonna say, actually, my, like, foundation of sex ed came from my church. That's my next question. There's this, like, class that um, was formed by, like, the Unitarian, like, association or whatever called Our Whole Lives, and it was called OWL, Um, and it, we started, we had the first course, I think, in second grade. It's incredible. Do they have a cool owl icon? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember, maybe. (laughs) But they, like, in second grade, we, like, learned about, like, our bodies and, like, what puberty will look like and, like, different, like, kind of things like that. And then in, like, I think it was maybe fifth or sixth grade, we did a whole course on, like, 
you know, like human sexuality and like just kind of like this is what sex is and this is what reproduction is and like this is like kind of just the basics. And then in, um, I guess it was seventh or eighth grade, um, we did like a very in-depth sex ed class where we like put condoms on bananas and like learned about gay sex and all of this stuff because our also our church community was about a quarter queer I'd say that's amazing um so yeah just like a lot of understanding of you know this is just a part of human life like sex and like our bodies are like something we all like you know experience or like are around so it's a thing that you should know about as a kid um which was super great um it's funny because I I've like I also had a lot of, like, self-confidence issues, I think, especially, like, as a teenager. So I was always, like, weird about sex, even though I, like, had this, like, big, strong foundation of, like, sex education. And, like, like my parents always, like, you know, were, like, if sex is in a movie, that's fine. We just don't want you to see, like, violence because that's unnatural. But sex is natural. Like, that Mm -hmm. was kind of more of the Mm -hmm. environment I grew up in. Um, I once, when I was, I think, maybe five or six, asked my mom what fuck meant. And that's, like, how I learned, like, what sex actually was is because she was, like, oh, honey, that's just, like, a bad word that people sometimes say. And I was, like, no, but what does it mean? And so she was, like, okay. Like, I think she realized that I heard it recognized as it as a verb, yes, <laughs> and was, like, okay. So she, like, <laughs> explained sex okay. to me, and I was, like, okay, cool. And, like, her main thing was, like, you know, that's how babies are made. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I, <laughs> I was, like, mom, I've been thinking a lot about what you said the other day and she was like or yesterday or whatever it was um and she was like "Uh uh-huh and I was like I think I'm gonna do a lot of it and she was like oh why is that honey (laughs) and I was like because I want to have a lot of babies like so wholesome like I can imagine my mom just like wanting to laugh her ass off in that moment like what the fuck am I done that is so cute also yeah really funny so pure. <laughs> I'm thinking about Owl. You guys are familiar with Schoolhouse Rock. I know you're 90s baby. Yes. You're a couple years younger than me. Could you imagine if there was oh like God. a Schoolhouse Rock, like the owl yes. that talks about the, like, and then, yeah. then you need. <laughs> yes. And it's like sex education. That would be, be great. Schoolhouse Rock. I yeah. know. That'd be super great. <laughs> yeah. I had the opposite. I'm just a cock. <laughs> <laughs> I had, like, the most stereotypical, like, you know, like, state-sanctioned sex education. Like, the first one I had was in, I think, fourth or fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, the classic, like, they split the boys and the girls. And then my teacher... Which were you in, then? I I was with girls. Yeah. Um, And my teacher, like, obviously was not comfortable doing this because I think, you know, because all I remember, really, from that first class was was her talking to us about how we're going to hear all these words when we go to middle school and those are the inappropriate words and that we need to be adults about it and stop laughing and that was like that is my was my first impression of what sex education was like I don't remember learning about organs I don't remember <laughs> learning about like what's going to happen I just remember I'm, there's words I'm not supposed to say. Like vocabulary was the like, <laughs> and most I was more part. confused about what this vocabulary even was because I was like a pretty reserved little kid that yeah. didn't like have like I didn't have older siblings. I learned some bad words, but I didn't really know what she was talking about. So I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Oh and then in seventh grade was our other like, yeah. So I had a fifth grade, and then seventh grade I think we had like a like. 
I think it was like in our science class, they did like a week of sex ed or something. And that was also just, it was so much vocab. Like it was so much just like, here's the words that you're supposed to know. Like <laughs> I'm a teacher who is just given this curriculum and I don't really yeah. want to teach it like kind of a thing. Um, and I remember that was a big deal for me because, well, puberty was a big deal for me for a lot of reasons, um, mostly being trans and like not knowing it at the time, but like going, looking back from when I did come out, which I, so I started transitioning in the beginning of college. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that was uh, perceived female and pretty much just identified that way. But when I was in middle school, I learned what intersex was and at the time it was called hermaphrodite Mm -hmm. and I remember like being like obsessed with this idea that I had been born with like I had been born intersex and that my parents had chopped off my dick and not told me and so I was like that was something that like just ran around in my head like people I never told anyone about that until like I realized I was trans and came out and was like this makes sense now Mm -hmm. but at the time I was very like okay, (laughs) so what's happening to me? And what does this mean? And does, like, did my parts get chopped off? Like, what's going on? (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, so, yeah. So, and in my house, like, I think my mom really tried to make, like, to rid the stigma of, like, bodies, but it didn't really work, I think. I just, I, I have one memory specifically of, like, she had a lot of big art books and I brought one to class once and it had the statue of David on it. But she, my teacher, like my, my mom had like put a post-it note over the penis. And my teacher was like, I appreciate that she like she had told oh, me yeah. like, it's OK, it's beautiful. But like your teacher might want me to do this for you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that was like sort of an understanding I got that it was like, OK, but like I didn't understand the but context really. <laughs> of what, anything like it was a lot of like and this happened a lot with my childhood and with my parents, I got a lot of like pieces of information that I was constantly like trying to place in a puzzle Mm -hmm. and put together. Cause I was like, what is hap? I don't, huh? (laughs) That sounds wildly confusing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I had my other, I had other things that I was also just confused about in general, but. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you start exploring sexually with yourself and with other partners? Whoever wants to go first. Um, I'll go. <laughs> um, I think I I had, like, my, like, first kiss when I was, like, maybe, like, 15 or something like that. And I'd been, like, I, I feel like I've, I've heard you talk about this, too, of, like, I, like, was trying to get people to, like, do stuff with me, but, like, nobody wanted to. Like, I feel, I feel like, relating, I, I relate it's, to that. It's only sad because the narrative that we hear is particularly female-bodied people yep. are, ta- you know, we're the ones that are supposed to be saying no. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like, will you? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I was like, I wanted to kiss every, everyone in middle school. Like, thinking back, I'm like, I wanted to kiss everyone. At the time, I thought I only wanted to kiss boys. But, but like, in retrospect. Isn't it funny to look back back and be like, oh, I had a crush on her. I'm like, oh, I thought I just, like, thought she was so So cool and wanted to be her and, like, wanted to hang Hang out out with with her. her And then I was like, oh. She was so funny. I would have kissed her. (laughs) And, like, I kissed, like, a couple girls in, like, high school, like, as, like, dares and stuff. And I was Mm -hmm. always just like, that was the same. Yeah. And, like, realized later, like, oh, not everybody feels that way. (laughs) Like, that was just as interesting as if so, I'd kiss that boy. Sometimes you just kiss girls. Yeah, They're soft. It's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I had, like, my first, like, 
air quotes, like, boyfriend in, like, you know, maybe sophomore year of high school or something. It lasted, like, a month of, like, he was, like, one of the hot boys in school. Mm -hmm. And he, like, thought I was cute and, like, bought me ice cream. But then, like, a month into it, like, called me and was, like, when I was homesick one day and was, like, I think we would just be better as friends. And then I, like, got to school the next day and he was, like, very clearly with this other girl. Who was, like, the girl that, like, also my middle school crush had a crush on the whole time. She <gasps> oh, just was constantly, yeah. like, my competition. Like, all the boys liked her. And mm. I – she wasn't my competition. She was but just was, everybody's yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah. But she was also lovely. So yeah. I never held it against her. And I always, like, was friends with her. And it was just, like, one of those credit, things. At least he broke up with you first. I don't know if he really did break up with me first. Okay. Well, at least he broke up with you clearly. Before being public out. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in retrospect, he was an asshole in yeah. other ways too, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we like hadn't really done anything. Like he like felt me up in my car and like, like stuff over like that. Under clothes. Uh, good question. When was the first time I you was... had a mouth on your nipple? I was trying to think about this oh. for myself the other day and I was like, who had my nipple in their mouth first? I think maybe, it was my high school. Really? Maybe tree. <laughs> really? Maybe. I feel like before I was just like, what? That's like, like these are the details that this? I just think are so. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like just, I don't know if I would have been like down for that in like high school. I feel like I wouldn't you have like, because <laughs> I, I just didn't have a ton of sexual experience yeah. through high school. Because I then, the first like actual, like more sexual experiences was I had this like film camp boyfriend. Um, who we, like, snuck off and, like, made out on, like, the basketball courts and then got in trouble at camp for doing that. And then, like, as we were, like, like, the day we were leaving, he, like, we were, like, making out in, like, the hallway of the dorm and he, like, fingered me, but, like, very poorly. And I was just, like... Over or under? Under. Okay, like, under yeah, went okay. in the pants. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, this is, like, intriguing, but also, like, not great. Wait, so like, you were standing? Yes. Yeah. I was standing. I had some early fingering experiences that were just sort of like, like yeah, I'm, like I'm just like tapping my finger, like they're yeah. sort of like, it like was mashing not around effective. trying to figure I was just out, kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like okay, but it's so like, like when you don't know what they're trying to do because you don't yes. know what it's like when another person's supposed to be touching you. It's sort of like, yeah, because that was my like, first experience with that. Yeah. yeah, and so then like maybe like a couple days later, I was in like the tub and I was like I'm gonna see if I could do what he was trying to do more effectively so this was your and first did. this was your first touch yourself yes, moment in in a hotel in Hollywood with my mom <laughs> in the other room <laughs> she she like flew out here to pick me up from film camp and then like we went on like a college tour I wonder of, if like, she heard like bath that like like slushing around. <laughs> I doubt it, but like maybe. Oh my god! But yeah, so that I like it was like a quality in and Hollywood that I now sometimes drive past, and I'm just like, oh, that's where fantastic. I first masturbated. That's amazing. No, I think that's amazing because I can't pinpoint my first experience. Like I remember getting the book. I remember it was yeah. in my childhood bed, like when back when I still had a twin bed. I remember that. Yeah. Like I remember the blankets, but I don't remember, you know. It's like runs together. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was that first time for that. And then I, I don't know. I, he like came to visit me like a month later and I gave him a hand job mm -hmm. and then he wanted me to give him a blow job and I was like, nah. And then I don't remember if he like tried to finger me again, but I, it still wasn't good even if he had because they're like, I very distinctly know that nobody made me come like that yeah. until tree. Yeah. 
Because I was like, what are you doing? Like, that's nothing. Whatever you're doing is not I mean, anything. I will say, I remember the first time someone went down on me. Is that the first? I'm trying to remember. There are two experiences that my brain wants to think are the first. Well, one of them was in my treehouse. Uh, and one of them was in, like, a friend's bed. And I remember much later hearing other people talk about orgasming from that. And I was like, I didn't even know that was the point. Like, <laughs> you know, and so, so you know, in, a, in, a, in some ways it's sort of like beautiful. It's like, oh, so experiential. But actually at the time I didn't understand that it was supposed to be like particularly pleasurable. And mm -hmm. I was just like, mm -hmm. I don't think my body likes this because I'm so sensitive. Like my clitoris yeah. is so sensitive. Yeah. So for someone to go also 17 year old boys are like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like poking with tongue, and it's like you're like, and now oh. now I know how to like communicate. Something. Yes. Um, oh so, what tree? What were some of your early experiences? Yeah. So I I don't know. I, I've actually been trying to figure this out myself. I don't know where I got I got the idea very early on in life that I was supposed to be like kissing boys and like making out with them and like getting them attracted to me mm -hmm. and this again is like I look like a girl at this point in my life I was like you know a child uh, <laughs> and because um, the first like I basically convinced my like kindergarten boyfriend to like kiss me under the uh, cafeteria tables Oh, really? Um, yes. <laughs> Which is like, I still to this day have no idea where I got that idea from. I, yeah. like, I, I <laughs> did, have I talked about how I used to play mistletoe time? That was a game I invented at recess in kindergarten because I went to an all-day kindergarten. And so we had two, you know, morning recess, afternoon oh, recess. Oh, yes. And I had a tiny little green plastic ball. And I would I had three, Mark, Zach, and I don't remember the third, Cody maybe. Like there were three boys that I was like, those are my future husbands. So from a very early, like looking back, I'm like, Oh, I was always polyamorous. Yeah, you're like my <laughs> brain didn't. Yeah, I had a thing like that too. I like kissed this, or like tried to kiss this boy in like kindergarten. He was my best friend, or it, he was the the best friend of my kindergarten boyfriend, yeah. and I like tried to kiss him too. Yeah. I like was like, I'm gonna get both of you. Like we share. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, you guys love each other. Like so a like... much better, bigger house, and then like <laughs> yeah. we can go on a date, and you can watch the kids, and then we'll trade and have a nice compound. Yes. Anyway, yes. That's the dream. That oh my dream. god, that's really the dream. Uh... <laughs> so underneath the table. Yeah. So then that sort of like was the way that I was with boys for a long time, mm -hmm. as I was just always trying to date boys, like from a young age and like now it's so weird because now I go back and I'm like actually I think I was trying to make friends because mm. then there was all these girls that I was friends with who I was like extra protective over yeah. like super duper protective over like some of my like my first grade best friend I was always like jealous if she like hung out with somebody else so like going back I'm like I actually kind of was feeling these romantic feelings for yeah for girls and then like thinking that I had to, like, also have these relationships with men, but I really just liked hanging out with guys. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, played Star Wars on the playground, and that was, like, my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And um, and so that carried on through, like, middle school. I, there was always someone I was pursuing, which it's, like, a similar thing where it's, like, the girls aren't supposed to be the ones pursuing, so then it's, like, this awkward thing where you get, like, outcast for being the one pursuing, like, you know. And yeah. I, I never got, like... I don't, I mean, not openly, I don't think I got, like, slut-shamed or anything, but I could see how, like, that, if that had carried on, like, through high school, 
I would have probably been in that boat. It messes up the familiar dynamic. Yeah. And people don't know how to function. They're like, wait, no, I'm supposed to catch you. You can't already want me. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I don't want you because you already want me and I didn't get to chase you. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Wait. That was like every unrequited crush. I'm exhibiting yeah. secure attachment. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I do care about you. How'd your day go? Okay, well, fine. <laughs> so, so that like once. I guess my first like boyfriend was this like skate camp boyfriend that I had and Wait, uh, were you a skater? Yeah, I was trying to be a skater. Like um, skateboards or like Yeah, skateboards. Okay, okay. okay, so it was like kind of both. Oh. This was my problem with everything too is like because I was always like breaking these stigmas of things like I quit baseball because they told me I had to go play softball and I was like mm. I don't want to play softball, I want to play baseball. Yeah. So then I started skateboarding but then they were like you should roller skate and I was like but I want to do both. So then I would go to the, I went to this camp and I had skates and ro- and a skateboard and I got ostracized for not picking one. Oh. So it's just <laughs> I know it was just like <laughs> like sucked from every angle but it, but then I met this boy and so I was like this was my like make out boyfriend. Like this is how I learned how to like make out cuz we would just go to the movies and not watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it, I wasn't really like I think there was probably some moments where I was like feeling some pleasure, but for the most part it was like, you know, you can't make out for two hours and like <laughs> be excited the whole entire Unless time. Unless you're on a drug. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like at some point you're, you're like, just, just exchanging saliva back and forth forever. So that was like and I, I just thought that was what you do. Like I was so it's so funny because I feel like a lot of times I was like logicking myself mm-hmm. into these situations where I was like well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to like go and like make out and like now you've done the make out part and the next it's like second base. Now you have to go get your boobs touched and yeah. like blah, blah, blah. And like that that guy was like what, the first guy who touched my boobs and it was very like so like <laughs> – like I don't know, like not scientific but it's like, you know. Steps. It's like here's the bra and we're just going to slide like, honk, the honk. hand <laughs> in here and now we're just holding and squishing and – cool and that was it <laughs> like a lot of just holding the boobs yeah and <laughs> also as i'm hearing you talk i'm reflecting on my early experiences like my first high school we never dated but he was my secret hookup buddy like he was a year older than i was he's very popular every girl at my school had a crush on him including myself and he was always dating the girl in my grade who was like beautiful blonde like a barbie but like nice but you know like, just they were, like, the perfect couple, but I was the girl on the side. Not when they were together, but in between. Yeah. Until the day that she walked up to me and was like, you're a whore. And I was like, what? And I kissed, like, like two people at that point at all. You're you know? like, am I? And then, well, and then I was like, now I will kiss your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll show and, you, whore. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is my 16-year-old self. I was like, no, I'm not, but I can be. <laughs> and, and that is when I started hooking up with him. But as I'm hearing you talk, I'm thinking, like, I had no context around what a makeout meant and because I am and always have been so efficiency oriented he's the first person I give a blowjob to because I was like next 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 okay and now and then I used him as practice basically um and I do think that I do think that's one reason that I'm so good at (laughs) blowjobs you know it was back when I, I got I got off on the like 
secret sneaky part of it. And yeah. This may in fact be the reason that I like have a legit problem with people who actually like me. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm more comfortable dating the married person where I'm a secret. Because yeah. <laughs> there's some autonomy thing that still happens. So yeah. anyway, I'm so hearing you talk about that. And I'm like, yes, I never had the opportunity to make out for two hours. Also, it wouldn't have occurred to me because I'm like, cool. Are we done? Next thing? <laughs> Touch my breath? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get that through these thing. steps. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that because then as I was like kind of making my way through boyfriends mm-hmm. for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it was always like if I broke up with one, I was like, okay, what's next? Like, yeah. let's find – and the next one I have to go further because we already did all those other things. So yeah. it's like it was always like trying to get to this – and I realized later in life, especially with guys, like if I got close enough to a guy – to me, that was like, okay, that means that we probably like each other, so we have to, like, make out, which is, like, hilariously, like, the stigmatized guy mentality yeah. that I was putting on myself as a girl at the time. Yeah. And, uh, like, most of the time, I wasn't really romantically interested in these guys. I would just end up with them because I was like, and the next step is we've been hanging out this whole time, so I guess we take off our clothes now. Yeah. <laughs> but also some part of me, even in my current adult brain, is like, well, if I like them and I'm not waiting till marriage and we're on the same page about what this means, then, yeah. my body likes touches. Yeah. Don't. And most of the times I, like these days, most of the time I don't fuck people because it's not a good idea socially or there's some social dynamic that makes it like complicated. Uh, it wouldn't be necessarily ethical for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But I also do have a thing. Oh my God. Last week I was crossing the street and carrying a roll of paper for a back, like one of my backdrops, big roll of paper. And uh, this guy, like, as I was crossing, looked at me, and he was crossing the other direction. He was cute. And then he crossed back across the street <laughs> and, like, came up next to me and was like, hey, can I get your number? And I was like, like, my brain was like, I felt so gross because I felt really gross in my body for about three months. And so part of me was like, oh, my God, someone's attracted to me, and he's cute. And then another part of me was like, I look so gross. And then another part of me was like, I couldn't possibly go out with someone. That's unethical. And so I was like, why do you want my number? He's like, I don't know how to hang out. And I almost said, I have herpes. But instead, I settled on, I'm a trash fire. Oh my god! And then I and then the light changed and I crossed the street. <laughs> it was probably like, um, uh, I mean, you know. So anyway, why am I telling that? Oh, just because I'm in this place where I'm like, oh, I we should do the things. Touches are nice, but then sometimes you don't do the things. Anyway, yeah, it's interesting. And so it's figuring like, out attraction and what to do with it. Yeah, when exactly? And I was I feel like, like I'm still figuring that. I out. felt so <laughs> like. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was, but there was such a pressure for some reason to, like, figure this out. <laughs> like, you just got to figure this sex thing out, and then the rest of the life will be easy. <laughs> Why do you think that pressure was on you? Where do you think it came from? I, I That's something that I'm really curious about. I mean, I tend to be like, it was just society, but I, like, definitely had, like, something else that was pushing like me. driving that, And yeah. then, then, like, coming out. So, like, then basically, like, I dated, I basically serially dated guys until, um, until I was sort of like, maybe I am gay or I basically started questioning my sexuality in junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think, again, I had, like, a logical reason why I was doing that. I think it was very much like a, well, why would I cut myself off from half of the population if I'm, like, if I've never tried? Like, whatever. Um, (laughs) And so I ended up, uh, another foreshadowing to polyamory, I ended up dating a couple of girls. um, And it was not a great experience because I was not honest with myself and I was really more attracted to one of them and they were really just trying to work out their relationship. Mm. So it ended up being like a a way for them to figure out what was going on with them. Yeah. Um, so I have a little bit of stuff that I have to heal from still with that. They're still together, <laughs> right? Yeah, they got married. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's not crazy. No, it's not. I mean, like, yes, it is. It is. But also I'm just like, of course they Classic. did. Yeah, 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 of course they did. Um, but we were young. I was like 17, 16, 17. So I was just trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like a whole other thing. And so then I was like, I'm bi. And I was like one of the only gay kids at my school that was like out and like doing it. Um, and, uh, I ended up getting, like, I ended up with a girlfriend that I had, like, through my first year of college. So we Mm. did one year together at school and then one year long distance. And in, it was in that relationship that I learned what, like, having an orgasm with another person feels like. Because all of the previous relationships weren't like that. I had, I I remember, like, I had figured out masturbation at 15, Mm. like, also by just <laughs> also by just um <laughs> it was funny because I hung out with a lot of guys who were like literally all they talked about was like their penises and pooping. Really? And, <laughs> and they would talk about it with you too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like I got such a like double like, agent high school experience. What did they say about their penises? They just like we would like sit together and watch porn and like they would talk about like I remember I had one friend who would always talk about like shaving his balls and like how like with a would razor? it be weird to yes, like or would it be weird electric? to like use his electric razor on oh. his balls? No, yeah, right, not yeah. like yeah, and I like keep sharp objects away personally. I know a lot of women who shave their pubic hair with sharp sharp razors. <laughs> I use a little electric one because uh, the idea of cuts and bumps, I just can't. Yeah, I see. I did that in high school yeah. with a regular razor. It was no, not a great, can't do not it. a good plan. Um, yeah, so so I figured out like so they were always talking about jacking off and random like we would sit together and watch porn like I don't it was weird I was definitely I fit that trope of like you're not Wait, like other girls jacking off and random finish that sentence <laughs> Wait, places <what> no <laughs> where would they jacking off and random what no no just I'm saying like just, random stuff like they oh, would just talk okay. about like. Like I just got a vision of like going over high school campuses with a black light oh to see God. like where they're come. Like it must be everywhere. Like could you imagine that's like a punchline in a dance it like, like, like a, a dance crime scene? scene. <laughs> just like how did this come in get the, all over the locker? In, in the gym. We're gonna have a black light dance. Oh and then you look God. at the bleachers and you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I I, mean, I don't know of anything for real, but like it's definitely happened. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh but uh yeah, no. So there was a lot of yeah, group porn watching was a thing. We had a whole party for and the And they were like pirates. chill with you being there. Yeah. That's amazing. I, yeah. I was like I like kinda I had like pushed myself into this friend group a little bit because I was like, you guys play music. I wanna play music, let's start a band. And you know, I just like enough persistence and like I guess I was like a girl so they were like okay 
that seems interesting. (laughs) And so I was hanging out with these guys, but then in the same group, there was all the girls. So I would hang out with the girls too. And it wasn't until I was overhearing them have a conversation about masturbation that I was like, this is a thing that we can do also. Okay. Like it was like totally out of my, like for some reason it just like made no sense that we could also masturbate. It hadn't occurred to you. Yeah. Like with my anatomy, I can also make myself feel good. So, you know, it's just like, that's just a thing guys do right now. Um, So anyway, (laughs) um, having an orgasm with another person was my first girlfriend. And it was actually like a total, it was just like dry humping in pajamas, but it was like enough like good sexual energy yeah. that I hadn't felt before that it was like, yeah, this is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was like my whole sexual experience until college. And then like in college was pretty much just, I had her as my long distance girlfriend. We did some like fun cyber sex stuff and then, and then Al and then polyamory and now we're here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's true. Wow. Okay, so I want to dive into all of the details. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Okay, so talk a little bit about your meeting. Just contact. I mean, you don't have to give the details of like how you met, but just like talk about maybe your early attraction and maybe physical. Just talk about your sex life. Sure. Do you want to? Gen- you go. <laughs> you go uh, first. Talk about your sex life in unison, just at the same time. Yes. Okay. Group mind and just say mm. the word. <laughs> we'll tap into our psychic powers and just start reciting our well, sexual actually, history together. First off, before we start with the beginnings, let's start with how often do you guys fuck? Like when you're eight years into a relationship, what's your life like on a day to day? Because I think people have this idea that there's so much like a should or whatever. Yeah. No. What's what's the like? What's your sex life like? That's a great question. We've had such a journey with it, honestly. We have had a journey. And I would say right now we're actually, like, part of our exploration of our polyamory is sort of as a way for us to get a reframing of our own sex life. Totally. Um, Because it's so easy to get just, like, like you just get into a pattern Mm -hmm. and our brains are, you know, we have kind of lizard brains where it's like... You kind of get into a pattern, and it's really hard, weirdly enough, to like break what that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, have a sexual routine or whatever. So, um, I would say like right now we're not like super sexually active with each other. I would say like maybe like once a month. Yeah. Um, But and like we like kiss and cuddle and stuff all the time. Yeah, we have intimacy and stuff. Totally. But I would say our sex life is pretty calm right now, but not in any sort of like I think. Earlier on, before we were really exploring and talking about stuff, I started to get anxious about it where I was like, like you said, the shoulds and the like, does this mean like we're not going to be like lifelong compatible? Like what's going to happen? Like all this stuff. The thing that goes through my brain in a lull, like even these three months where I have felt turned off, like just completely turned off, I'm like, oh, is that just never going to happen for me again? Yeah. It feels so big and final when it's true for me in the present moment. And then I panic a little bit. Yeah. And then I remember not to panic, but it doesn't help sometimes. I feel like that definitely happened with me because I feel like when we first got together, it was really like my first like good sexual experiences. I'd had like, like I was saying, like a few random things with guys like in high school and beginning of college, but had never really gone further than, Mm -hmm. like, giving a hand job and, like, receiving one and being like, eh, that was okay. And then, like, 
when we started dating, I was like, oh, shit, like, orgasms from another person. Like, what he was just saying he had with his, like, first girlfriend, like, that was kind of what I had with him. Like, at the beginning, it was like, oh, my God, like, this is a thing. And we, I feel like we had sex, like, all the time at first. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, talk about that. constantly. (laughs) So you met and started having sex immediately. Yeah, pretty much. We, like, once we started dating, we didn't really spend, like, a night apart from each other Mm. unless we were out of town or something like that. Um, And then we, like, College happened, we got busier, and then I even went through a whole stage where I was on a birth control that I think really decreased my sex drive, and so there was a moment where we were, like, not really having sex at all, and he was like, it's been a minute, like, what are we doing? Is this... Yeah, how do you talk about that? was kind of that moment of, like, panic that you're referring to of, like, what does this mean? And then I eventually went off that birth control, and that helped a lot. That's great. And then... But also, I just was kind of, like, in a depression also, and, like, that was... Like, it was, like, a totally separate thing. And I was, like, I just don't feel sexy. And, like, that feels like a lot of energy to expend. (laughs) Like, that was kind of part of it, too. Um, But, yeah, like, this kind of more recent – I feel like then we had, like, a a little bit of a renaissance. And then now we're kind of in this, like, totally new stage of, like, exploring just our own sexualities, like, in general. And that's, like, fostered more of, like, we talk about sex way more than we ever have. Which is really great. Oh my god. Because we're talking about like the sex that we're having with like other people and like talking about like, oh, like would that be something you would want to try with me and like stuff like that. Like, because also there's like a whole through line where when we first started like having sex and like got together, uh, Tree was like, I feel like you are kinkier than you realize. I feel like you have a kink and I haven't unlocked it and I just want to know what it is. And I'm like, I want to know too. Cause like (laughs) I think you're probably right, but I have no idea what that could possibly be. So like, this has also kind of been cool because it's like we get to kind of explore those kinks in like a way that's like kind of in like a like I we feel totally safe with each other but it's like what you said like it's harder to break out of the certain sexual routines that like you've set in place so it's like kind of fun to like go off and do it with someone else and then come back and be like so I did some exploration and I've determined I like this so yeah. it's not like we're trying something and it's like awkward with each oh other and we're like God. oh what have we done like that's this Genius. is a weird that's energy a, that we're bringing in. That's a description I've never, like a frame I've never heard of. Also, I'm like sitting here, I realize I'm like wiggling in excitement <laughs> to ask details about that. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love it. I do too. Um, but yeah, I feel like. Well, I was, so I was yeah, what say, were you saying? to go back to like the beginning of our relationship. So we got together in college and at first we were just friends and we just clicked really well. I liked how easy it was to talk to Al and like, just like. I'm a very, I, I will sit and listen to someone talk for a long time. So I was like, this works well. Because <laughs> she talks a lot. <laughs> I was like, this is fascinating. I can just sit here and be comfortable. Um, and not like, I never felt like I was like obligated to be part of, like not that I was not part of the conversation, but there's there was just like, I, I was so used to feeling socially anxious and like, how do I be part of this conversation? And with Al, it was like very chill. So there was already that like, level of just comfort and then when I I like started realizing I was like okay like like her like her and so (laughs) I was like kind of started flirting with her and stuff and we got together and I the way that I like so I was (laughs) I was really into like building blanket forts even in college because I'm a child yeah (laughs) build a fort soon do you want to build a fort I would love to I was just talking to someone (laughs) I did a wiggle on my back the other day and one of my friends wrote and he was like uh actually Steve from oh, A Bye yeah. Guy episode. No, not your, not the Steve oh. we know. Steve from the episode A Bye Guy. Oh, okay. And he was like, you look like a turtle. <laughs> and I was like, I am a 
a turtle. I need a shell. And then I started fantasizing about what everything Fort. I could do with a shell and yes. fly on that list. <laughs> yes. So I had built a blanket fort in my sophomore year college dorm, Amazing. which is a dorm that I shared with three other girls. And I had built this fort and um, it was like a weekday or something and we were hanging out in it and all this stuff and eventually like towards the weekend one of my roommates was like so are you gonna like do anything in that fort are you gonna like make out with her or because i've been sleeping there for like two days <laughs> i've been sleeping in the fort with them so for two days we were just like still like friends at we that were just point. hanging out but there was definitely like energy yeah like, there was for sure energy we've been kind of talking roommates, my roommates were just like <laughs> Go, Go just do, do it. it. <laughs> Lie, my pretty. And you yeah. were broken up with your previous relationship. Yes. At this point. Okay. So yeah, I, earlier that semester, I had broken up with my long distance girlfriend, which was rough. One of the hardest breakups I've ever had to mm. go through. I just I didn't feel right about it at all. But anyway, um, it's it all worked out in the end. But yeah. <laughs> it was not, not my proudest moment. Um, and do you feel comfortable just for audience context saying where you were transition wise at that point? Yeah. So, so actually, oh my God, that's actually a really important a part of the story. Point. Yeah. So <laughs> I was, um, so I started hormones that fall. Um, so it was like September and we started, uh, dating, I guess in December. Um, so I had just started hormones and Al and I had actually met at USC college orientation um, and have had class together all of freshman year. Um, so but we're both when, weirdly shy and like didn't talk to each other, but we're just kind of like, hey, I we, recognize we, you we from that time we met. We would acknowledge each other's presence <laughs> yeah. and that we knew one another, but we weren't very talkative. Um, so there was a whole year where we were like sort of dancing near each other. Um, and then, uh, and then when I started like hanging out with you as a friend or hanging out with Al as a friend, I was like, I'm just not going to say anything. You know, I'm just going to. She probably knows. I'm just going to introduce myself with my name now. And I'm just going to pretend like that I don't have to say anything. And it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I, of course, I'm a person who catalogs everyone. I don't forget a face. I like, I keep a That's mental amazing. file of just like people's like, I don't always remember names now. I smoke a little too much weed for that. <laughs> like I can't. to be perfectly so honest, I'm so I'm crazy good at faces. I'm good like at I, names, I'm I recognize faces. random character actors from like one episode of shows that I've watched. I've and shot stuff. I'm three crazy. red carpet shows, and every time I didn't realize I was taking pictures of Carrie Washington until after, That's and hysterical. I watch the shows she's on. Like I That's know who Carrie Washington. I was like, she's so beautiful. <laughs> You're like, she looks different to woman? me every time. <laughs> <laughs> My job is headshots. It's yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I like, of course knew who he was and like, there is even, I've told him the story of, there was a, we didn't really have that any, any classes together second semester of freshman year. So, and that was kind of when he started like socially transitioning, Yeah. but I had one of my good friends who was in a class with him and was like, Oh, did you know that, you know, this person that we both know is like transitioning and like, how cool is that? And I was like, that's really neat. Like, good for him. Like, I feel like that makes a lot of sense based on like, when I've talked to them, it like it kind of just clicked in my brain as like, like I just like oh cool, and then I saw him randomly on campus like a couple months later and like waved, but he didn't wave back. I think he just didn't see me. But I, at the time, I was like, he probably doesn't want to talk to me because he knows that I know who he is. He probably doesn't know that I know that he's transitioning, and he probably thinks that I'm like, like recognizing him as like, 
like blah, blah, blah. And I like had this whole thing in my head. And I was like, it's fine. We'll just, it's okay. And then like, you know, then we met and became good friends and never talked about it. But in my head, I was always like, I, I know exactly who he is. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, <laughs> but he was just kind of like, maybe she knows, maybe she doesn't. I'm just going to continue so when on. When did you guys talk about that? Yeah. Literally. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, of course, knew in the back of my head, I was like, at some point, if this does gonna go farther, we're going to have to talk about it because <laughs> sex is going to come up and then we're <laughs> definitely going to have to talk about it. But I was just like putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Do you remember the feeling around it? Were you nervous or was it just like, okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it? I was definitely nervous and I was definitely a little bit in denial of like, maybe I just won't have to say anything mm. <laughs> and it'll just magically work. And well, honestly, you probably like you wouldn't have to. <laughs> like, it was how long? Well, so it was probably a few months before <laughs> I like brought it up. And the reason I did was because I was hanging out at Al's apartment and we were on her laptop and I we were searching the word traips because I was like, what does traips mean? Because she said it and then had like in her search history had transgender. And so later that evening I was like, so we should probably talk, huh? <laughs> oh, man. So fucking funny. That and like then, cracks me up every time. And it was I amazing was because- by my search history. <laughs> It was amazing because I was looking for that window, first of all, because yeah. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to bring this yeah. up. And I learned, maybe like two months, maybe I learned like a, a lot about your upbringing. And like, I was just so lucky because so I was so afraid of so many people like don't know what a trans person is. And like, you know, and I I'd was already many. excited that you were like looking it up on your own. And then you told me like you went to that Unitarian church where there were like trans people and you had been exposed to trans people before. And I was like whoa, this is like a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to marry this girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too because I actually, when I went home for Christmas that year, I like told my mom that I was seeing him and I was like, so you remember when we went to orientation and we sat at that table and I like was like, that, like that's who I'm dating is this guy and he's just been transitioning. And so like I had a whole conversation with her mm. about the fact that he was trans yeah. before we even had a conversation about it. Oh, wow. Because she was like, well, what, is, what does that mean? Are you – would you still think of yourself as straight? I mean, I guess he's a guy, so I guess you would be. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, probably. And then, like, later I'm like, mm, no. Like, <laughs> like, honestly, like, that just kind of opened my mind to, like, oh, I just really don't care about gender That's, at all. Yes. And that was, like, kind of yeah. just the signal yeah. was, like, oh, someone who's trans, like, really – I didn't even really think twice about it. I had a moment of, like – this will be different. This will be interesting. And kind of like, okay, like that'll be a thing we have to like figure out. And, but like, that was kind of the only thought I had. It wasn't ever like, how am I going to like have sex with this person because right. they're trans and like blah, blah, blah. And that was never yeah, a thing. Totally. I was always just like, well, you know, he's masculine, like presenting. And I think that's more what I'm attracted to. So I went through a whole thing where I thought I was only like into like masculinity. And then I was like, <laughs> that's bullshit. And now I realized that honestly, the most attractive thing to me is like androgyny mm. and like, playing with, like, gender expression like that. Like, I l tend to like, you know, like, people who push those boundaries. Like, that's usually what I'm most attracted to. So, like, it makes okay. a lot of sense. Can we try to define androgyny? Because I get called for I, – I get – what is it called? What's it called when you're an actor? I get called in. I get called in <laughs> to play a lot of androgynous roles. 
I don't hair think short. anything about me other than my hair is in dry. Like I would nobody think ever that mistakes either. me for a man. I have a very feminine face. I have an hourglass figure. I always think of it as just yeah. like someone who like wears button down shirt, plays with androgyny, like or plays with gender expression, and like has like doesn't stare like fall or like express in like a stereotypical manner for like whatever their gender yeah. identity is. I feel my personality. I, I feel very like anything do you know what I mean like yeah I, I remember in the past working on sets when you know I was in a producing role and I remember working with someone and she was like he's being sexist and I'm like no he's not like <laughs> no because I'm a woman too and he's not <laughs> like, you know so I don't know I just think about that all the time and I'm always curious about it in the back of my head yeah, I feel like that's probably people just seeing your short hair and going, that's androgynous. androgynous. <laughs> short yeah. hair like a boy. Like, well, and then I'm just she like. She a girl, but she have short hair like a boy. This is a time for everyone. They're going to look at me and be like, that's a girl. <laughs> yeah. We don't want that. But yeah, I, I've always just thought of it as like someone who like kind of plays with gender expression okay. well, in and whatever way. I do way. think that to some extent there are, it's hard because it's like the second you try to define it, like the. The definitions are so liquid. Yeah. Because um, also, like, what's because gender? Yeah, because <laughs> there's, like, people that, like, their facial structures look androgynous. Yes. Where yes. it's, like, you're, like, oh, wow. Like, actually, like, I don't I, know. Like, you can I, put long hair on you. Yeah. You put short hair on I just, like, have no idea of, like, you're, what like, your gender identity you're, is. You're a handsome, beautiful person. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, like. Yeah. Oh. Like, I'm super into that. I'm yeah. just, like. Yeah. So in retrospect, all that Speaking makes sense. Speaking of things you're super into, can we get into some details yeah, about sure. like what you enjoy? And maybe it would be fun to frame that in current explorations. Yeah, and, sure. uh, definitely. Tell me what you're currently exploring. Yeah, we haven't really talked about, I guess, like our current situation <laughs> a little bit too. Should yeah, let's like give us an overview. Lay that down current, a tiny bit. Please do. you do. want to go first? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> Sorry. Go. Yeah, so I think we had always talked about like possibly keeping our relationship not monogamous in and i say it like that because we had never really discussed like specifically polyamory or specifically what we were interested in but we had always had that door open which i think is super important cuz especially like, within our marriage yeah, like we yeah. we laid that foundation a few months before we got married of kind of like so could we maybe not always be monogamous? Yeah. How did you initiate that conversation? <laughs> Who did um, it too? I think it, it like was. I think it was mostly me, and for me, a lot of it was coming from sort of. So when we were first together, I was just getting started on hormones, and not to like, I I, I caution to not blame everything on hormones because I think it's really easy like to use it as a cop out, but mm -hmm. I was super horny mm -hmm. when I was first starting hormones and my body was adjusting. I was like really horny all the time yeah. and the novelty of our relationship and everything and like being in college, college and being yeah. on our own, like yeah. there was all this novelty and all that. So we were like, you know, screwing like rabbits kind of a thing. Like any chance we could get, you know, Wait, like dude. roommates walking in. Kind okay, of thing. that's yeah. <laughs> yeah any yeah. strange locations, anything noteworthy that stands <laughs> out during that time? Locations. I feel like we mostly stuck to bed. Okay. Yeah, we mostly Which stuck is, to each other. I think dorms. one of those sexual routines that yeah. we definitely put in place was I mean, like the bed is very bed, comfortable. Bed yeah, sex. I like comfort. I like I'm a big. I yeah. did a lot of weird like park car parking lot things in high school that I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm done, done with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, even still now, bed is, like, one of our, like, boundaries within our poly thing is that, like, we don't bring other people into our bed. Your bed. Own bed. Like, yeah. uh, our bed is, like, our spot. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, yeah. So that door being open was super helpful. But I also like go through sort of like these cycles of like panic about committed relationships because I have other attachment issues. Um, so in one of those moments, I was sort of like, but Al, like, I feel like what if I, I need to explore this part of me that like was still attracted to men that now I'm a man, I need to explore that part of me again. And it was like, so I say it like that because it was like such a direct, like it was, it was so like, there was something like very like yearning about mm-hmm. it to me where I was just like, I, I have to know what this is. And it's a, such a big deal when it really at this point hasn't been a big deal to like actually go forth and explore. But like at, for, for some reason it was holding me back. And Do you think it's because now there's, possibility in the air versus this staring down the tunnel of like that possibility is shutting off totally because that's how i feel and i'm projecting all over you yeah no No, totally that's that's, you've definitely what it was is i was sort of like so if i'm committing does that mean like this is closing all of these doors Mm -hmm. for me and Mm -hmm. like am i gonna then like resent al for like keeping me from exploring this part of myself i don't want to be like that like so i so i did i brought it up and i was like you know what would you do? Like we were seeing a a therapist at the time too. And I, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. We, so I kind of like had a, like a little bit of a panicked moment, like six months before we got married. And so we started seeing a therapist just to like lead up to the, to the wedding. And I think think everyone should do that. Yeah. It was great. I think also this conversation might've happened directly after our first session with that therapist. If I'm recalling correctly, because then what happened was he was expressed this and I was kind of like, I've had moments where I've kind of been panicked because I'm like, you're really the only person I've like tr- really truly been with mm-hmm. sexually. Like mm-hmm. I've like like I said, other little experiences, but nothing really noteworthy, yeah. nothing important, yeah. and nothing like satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like besides with him, and I was kind of like, and it's like a super specific situation because you're like a trans person. So it's like I also though feel like I haven't really fully explored like, you know, people with penises that identify as male and people with vaginas that identify as female and yeah. anyone else that I like might be interested in since I'm now realizing I'm really queer and like I just haven't I feel like I just hadn't fully explored like the whole spectrum of people mm-hmm. and I was like I've had like you know very specific experiences that have been incredible and I'm like why couldn't that be a thing that I experience yeah. with other people um and had had moments of panic but also had been you know socialized as monogamous my whole life like we all have and was like that's just it's okay I'll just have to just deal with the fact that that's not a thing I'll try and then we kind of had a couple little conversations but then this was the first time that I was like wait that's a thing that panics me too like what if we just were like what if we have the idea of like having having this be more open like really more fully on the table going into like being married like we just know and can agree that like that's a thing we could do at some point like we don't decide to do it now or late, like we could just decide that it's a possibility yeah. and not like put us both at ease. And then we're like, oh my oh. God, why didn't we have this conversation so much sooner? Like we both felt so relieved. Why that do you we think you didn't realize that? I think we just had been so in our own heads and like didn't realize that it was a conversation that could be had yeah. without freaking out the other. Yeah. It seems very also, scary. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, I kind of want to other, like be with other people. If he doesn't, and then have him be like, well, we don't want the same things. Let's just not get that's, married. That's what I was afraid Ugh, of, too. Yeah. Because I was afraid that that I was going to express this desire and that it was going to spiral into, like, our relationship being messed up. Yeah. Which 
it's funny because at the time I was like, maybe that is what we have to do. Maybe we're supposed to break up. And but, explore. But and actually the source of the yeah. panic was, I don't want this relationship yeah. to end, but I also want this other thing. So how do I do both that in the right yeah. way? And like, you know, all of that, like totally. all the questions about how to do it and all that. But yeah, so we started having those conversations and um, went to, like, you know, went to our wedding day knowing that those possibilities were there. Which was so um, nice. Which yeah. was like, I think necessary. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think it's just both intrinsic. Yeah. It's just like who we are as people, I think, too. Just like know that the possibility for like curiosity and exploration is like a thing we can still do. Yeah. Even like being committed to each other and kind of just reframing it as like we're each other's life partners, but we also can like have other types of partners because like you're not always going to get every single thing you need from one person necessarily. Usually not. Yeah. Usually like, not. Some people, I'm sure, feel that <laughs> way and that's I know wonderful, a few people but that I feel just so don't think that but... that's. A thing exactly. for us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's very hard to find, like, someone who can match every need. And, like, this is just, like, it's, it, it's like, honestly blown my mind with yeah. possibilities now. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is so nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I can, I know, like, what I need from this person now. And I don't have yeah. to, like, be in this weird conflicted place where I want this thing, but I know they can't really give it to me. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, now I have this other person I can do that with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, also, I think just. So now we both. So this is all to say that like our sex life currently is very much like we're sort of on our own explorations right now. Mm -hmm. So I have been seeing a regular other partner now. Mm -hmm. They're non-binary, but um, they do have a penis, mm -hmm. which is sex that I haven't explored really since high school. What is it um, like? It's fascinating. <laughs> so I have had some not great and traumatic sexual experiences. So my relationship with sex is also like something that I'm having to like really navigate with myself, with Al, with my therapist, and, like, now with my other partner, too. Um, and, like, learning that some of the things that I was afraid of come from trauma is, like, such a double-edged sword because it's mm -hmm. like, okay, cool, there's a reason, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to feel this way all the time, but it also means that I have to, like, work around triggers. And, like, for me, it's a lot of, like, touch triggers Mm -hmm. um, that I'm also not even sure where some of them come from, which is frustrating too. Because I'm like, wait, this is feeling great, and now I want to die. Mm -hmm. um, so, 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 and that was something that I had experienced with Al before I knew what that all was. So we had had some very like kind of dramatic, like not dramatic, but like very like serious nights that w started off very pleasurable and then ended up with me like having a breakdown. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, so I was a little nervous, um, like, exploring that because also being trans, I, I knew, like, so I got on some apps and I was like, I'm going to just be open about being trans here because I don't really want to go through the conversation yes. of, like, meeting someone and yeah. being like, by oh. the way, I might not have the anatomy that you, like, maybe presumed that I did. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay. But then at the same time, that gets a lot of, like, people assume that means I'm just going to, like, bottom and just, like, be, like, open to having, like, vaginal penetration, mm -hmm. which I was, but I, like, it's been pretty consistently, like, the assumption, which I was like, hmm. That's an assumption I'm, to make. It's an assumption, <laughs> and it's one that I'm now, like, 
at the more I've like gone into this, I'm recognizing like I'm not really a huge fan of that. Like <laughs> I lo- like not the sex itself, but just the assumption that the that's assumption sucks. what's gonna Why would you happen. make that assumption? Yeah. That's an yeah. assumption. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like yeah, and so it's just like, okay. Um, but I have realized like so basically I've had those traumatic experiences have had like some struggle then kind of dealing with like having penetrative sex, but I kind of like it, but I'm like so right now, like where I'm at with that is that I'm finally comfortable with that. And I find like I've I like find the the like play part of sex is like my favorite thing. So like re- like wrestling around and like that's one of the things I like about also like sex with a more masculine presenting person is there's a lot of just like raw physical energy that is like very attractive to me (laughs) can you tell us like do you like to be thrown around or is it just like the back and forth play yeah it's kind of both it's like very um it feels very uh not to say that we aren't animals but like it feels very animal and very like yeah it is sort of like I do like to be like uh like thrown around a little bit but then I like to fight back too like it's sort of like it's very much like a okay like now I'm going to, like, Wrestling. swipe at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, sort of the – even literally just, like, the physical energy of, like, two bodies, like, pressing against each other. Like, yes. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Um, like, and, like, very much – like, all of that, like, just wrestling. I'm, like, really into, like, full body, like, we're going the whole – like, the my whole body is talking with your whole body mm. kind of a thing. Um Cause that's something that I was like also noticing that I was getting bored with in sex is when it was like mostly genitalia focused. I yeah. was like, mm-hmm. cool. Like we've done yeah, this. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, you know, like let's get into it. Like, what are your toes doing right now? I don't know. <laughs> um, so, and I had like, it's funny cause I've been like so lucky with this, this new like regular partner because Um, I also found out more recently, which is like, okay, maybe we should have had this conversation earlier in retrospect, but they also haven't had vaginal penetrative sex ever. So we're sort of like doing this exploration together, Um, (laughs) which is very lucky because I was like, oh, I had no idea. Now I feel way more comfy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the only thing like looking back is like, oh, I wish we had had that conversation like before we... (laughs) Did it? Did it the first time, but it's cool. Um, a lot you know. of people don't. I mean, not okay. That's a very specific circumstance, and I can't say I have other anecdotal information about that. But I've talked to so many people that don't share when it's their first time in general. Yeah, yeah. and I, I wonder if it has something to do with just a private feeling. Or, yeah, you know, like not even it's like, like a that's secret not information. It's just like a private. Yeah, feeling. so it's mm-hmm. like until you build something I don't know yeah and it's like since then we've had the conversation and they're like you know I was just nervous I didn't yeah. want to hurt you and it's like oh well I wish we had yeah. known and it would have been great like I'm, I'm the opposite I'm like I need you to know everything <laughs> <laughs> so and that's been interesting too because so I'm noticing new things that I like new ways that I like to have sex but I haven't had an orgasm from that type of mm-hmm. sex yet mm-hmm. and I mean that's something that like with the anatomy that I have, I'm pretty aware of. Like, I pretty much already knew that, like, 
for me, clitoral stimulation, or I don't even know what to call. I don't know what I ha- I struggle with calling my parts my parts. Yeah, I've had a lot of dissociative issues with it, and yeah. like being trans, like it makes you crazy. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so like it's basically I basically have like a very large clitoris mm-hmm. or a tiny tiny penis mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so and it acts and works like a tiny penis mm-hmm. like it gets hard um and that's probably the most like that's where I can get an orgasm from okay pretty can in my experience so can far. I ask details about what it feels like physically to yeah. you yeah yeah, um, I can try. I don't know how, exactly how to describe it. I'll ask it. describing questions. I'll, <laughs> I'll ask specific questions. Like, when it gets hard, is the outside hypersensitive? Like, where does it feel the most pleasurable? And where does it, are there any spaces where it's so sensitive it's not pleasurable? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. I have, like, it's mixed. And I'm try- I've been trying to figure out, it's like at a certain point, it gets hard enough that I'm like, like you can just yeah, fuck yeah. me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's definitely like getting to that point, or if we're like just kind of like playing around, where some like it's a very specific type of pressure that feels good, mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes it's it like needs like it's so weird. It's like needs gentle, but also like fast, but also like kind of. Not too gentle. Like, it's almost like sometimes too gentle is, like, ticklish and yeah. I don't like it. It's such a specific No, that that thing. is resonating with me so hard because I'm like, no, in order to come, I have to be, it has to be so hard, but also starting out, you can't, like, directly touch my clitoris hard, but also if you're too soft, it will be painful ticklish. Yeah, it's like But stingy, then once I'm turned, like- yeah, stingy, like, I describe it as a chemical burn feeling, and then I'm just like... No, but you do need to, but if you touch over it really hard and there's this not sensitive, like if there's an indirect touch, then that can be really hard right away. And then when I get to a certain point, I just need you to go until I'm done, you know, like, but, yes. so that's why for, for me trying to even just like connect with people sexually for the first several years, I was like, I don't know what to say. I'm just never going to have an orgasm with someone. And so right? I stumbled into it a few times, but yeah. <laughs> like, how do you describe, like, that's the thing. It's like, I can't even without, And then it changes. Like, yeah, it changes. It changes. There's yeah. different times. Like that's something that we've struggled with and that it's been helpful like for us to go out and have to learn how to communicate with new yeah. people yes. because it's like I've had this thing where it's like something that Al has done that was great in the past is yeah. now all of a sudden not that great. Me. And then yeah. you're making like, your partner feel wrong and it's like <laughs> yeah. not their fault and it's not your fault and it's just your body and you just need them to hear this information yeah. without taking it personally. I feel like the last time we had sex, you were kind of like, hey, try this other thing. And I was like, okay, cool. And yeah. like it worked yeah. better. And I was like, oh, great. Like well, that's like, new and, yeah, and it's different. Like my and I can mental just state, adapt. Sometimes I'm like totally open to being like, wait, hey, can we move around? And other times for some reason mm-hmm. I have this mental block of like, this isn't working and I'm just turned off and I just need to like yeah. leave. Yeah. Like we yeah, just, need, we to just end, need to be done. Like, this is over. Um, have and, you guys had those moments and communicated about yes. that? Yes. Okay. And that's been a, a learning experience for me because yeah. it's mostly me that will like shut things down. And again, it's like I didn't realize it at the time, but I was having like trauma responses yeah. to things. So it was like in the past, it was like all of a sudden I'd be like freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, in, in the worst moments, like, you know, like, angry and crying and like not sure like why I was feeling these feelings Mm -hmm. when five seconds ago everything was great Mm -hmm. and now it's gotten to the point where it's like okay let's pause and I'll be like okay yeah Al Al has like learned how to help me ground and like be a person again Mm -hmm. but there's times now where I'm able to catch it like before I get to that point and that's what I'm learning now is to be like 
okay, um, we're either going to have to switch it up or like pause for a minute or maybe like yeah. pick this up on a different day because I have lost it. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not, not I here. I have changed. I'm not here. Like, yeah, because I have a lot of dissociation problems too. So I used to just be like, whatever, I don't care. Like, mm. it's just going to happen. And now I'm learning like, like when ownership. Those, yeah, like, <laughs> when that dissociation starts to happen, it's like, probably ultimately not going to be a pleasurable experience. Yeah. So, like, I should probably not. <laughs> so that's, like, learning all of that yeah. now. Has that come up with your new partner? Um, it hadn't at first, and that was something that I was, like, I hope I'm not tricking myself and thinking, like, oh, this is, like, novel, and now I'm going to have these, like, because I think, you know, especially with polyamory, when you first practice, you're, like, you're up against, like, the jealousy and up against these very natural things that are, like, not necessarily things that are telling you exactly what you think. Like, it's like, I'm not jealous of this person being with this person. Like, that's something else that I need to deal with, whatever. Um, I don't want to get too far into that. But anyway, um, I, at first, was having those feelings and was like, why is it so easy for me to just, like, have sex with this person? And I'm having all these issues with Al. Like, what does that mean? Like, da-da-da-da-da. But then my therapist was like, just wait, you're going to get comfortable and it's going to start happening with this new partner. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great therapist. <laughs> and I was Great like, therapist. you're probably right. And then, so now that I've gotten comfortable, it has started happening. Because and it's how like, long have you guys been uh, Let's involved? see. It's like that was my end of question. September. So okay. October, November, December, January, almost five months. Um, and uh, so recently that did happen where I was kind of like, hey, we got to stop. <laughs> because and I was it was really cool because it was I was actually able to for the first time like explain to them um in a way that like made sense to them in a way that I felt comfortable where I wasn't like I didn't have to like overshare yeah. but I was like just so you know like I can't like because of this xyz and like you know are you cool with that and they were just so like supportive and they were like yeah let's just lie here That's and then we were just like lying there and I was like wow, this was so, like, there was so much pressure before and there was so much weight and, like, just having that experience and being able to have it with someone outside of our partnership was, like, I can talk about this and, like, I have yeah, the ability yeah. to do this and, like, yes. I, it's not as scary as it feels like in my Literally head. Literally what I want for all of us. That is <laughs> yes. Because I yeah. do believe in my own personal experiences and I know I look at the world and experience the world through rose-colored everything. I understand that. But I do think on the whole, when you are able to share, even with someone you don't know that well, most people that are like on a basic level, like decent human beings and have some amount of just like, they'll at least be like, okay, what do you mean? Yeah. You know, like most yeah. people aren't big, huge assholes. Yeah. Right? yeah. Purpose, you know? Yeah. And it's Especially someone who like cares about you enough to be like involved with you for yeah. that amount of time. Yeah. Like they're not going to just be like, okay, bye. Like, it hopefully. feels so relieving yeah. to hear that that's possible with a partner that's not the most trusted years long relationship. Yes. Because I know as a single person, I have this story that I tell myself of like, well, no one else is ever going to understand. No one's going to like the weird parts of me. I have these fucked up pieces. They're too fucked up. I'm a trash fire. That's what I said <laughs> to the cute stranger on the street. <laughs> Still crack me. <laughs> You know, and just the fact that I feel that way yeah. in dating new people, it's it's scary. And then yeah. you're yes. like, oh, wait. You're like, oh, wait, it's We're, possible to I'm feel safe with people. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're, cool. We've all got our own little trash fires. Yes. We put them together and make a big bonfire and maybe Dance around it. Smell like trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, so Al, what about your yes. experiences? And okay. also I do want to hear just a hint of 
your as a couple dealing with any jealous feelings that came up? Yeah. Um, I'll kind of just like touch on that as I give like a little sweeping brief history of like this experience from my end, I guess. Um, so I guess maybe like nine months ago or so is when we were like, he got flirted with at the like LGBT center, like when he was like getting like an STD test or something (laughs) and, um, was (laughs) like came home and was like, so this cute guy was flirting with me. Should we go ahead and try this opening up thing? Was was he like, hey, sexually health person? (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) This is what he said to me. This is what he said to me. Well, first, he like looked me up and down and and then like kind of looked away. And then I made eye contact with him and he was like, we're the same height. <laughs> we'll be sexually compatible because our genitals are at the same level. Perfect for 69ing as well. Um, That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, word of advice to anyone don't get picked up at the LGBT center. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Just don't. Um, I did not know this man. <laughs> So then he was like, like, could we try this? And I was like, you know what? No time like the present. Let's just see. Like, go do a date or whatever you're going to do with this person. And I'll I'll see how I feel about it. You'll see how you feel about it. And then we'll check in and see yeah. if this is, like, a thing we think we can handle. Um, so he, like, went over to this guy's place. I was like, send me the address. Like, I, like, was like, if I don't hear from you by, like, this time, I'm calling. No, I'm just kidding. But I was like, no, you know, I mean, that's, 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 it was a no, little bit a, weird. Like, okay, let's put some measures I, in place I to be do safe. That. I, I yeah. send addresses to two or three friends. I was like, at, at least, least I know two. where you are if I need to. And then I let the people that I'm it. with know that, like, hey, I have a check-in buddy. If they don't hear from me in an hour, they call the cops. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's actually true, you know, yeah. but but I, I that's let a the good people I'm security with measure. Yeah, and I, I yeah. think any reasonable person is going to be like, okay, and yeah. if they act weird about that, get the fuck that's away a problem, from them. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he like went on this thing. He came home, and we like kind of debriefed about it. And I was like, great, I don't feel jealous. Yeah. Like that's nice to know. It wasn't like I don't want to speak for you, but it wasn't like the best. Oh no, it was, experience it was, ever. It was not a good. It was, it was just like, meh. But, like, <laughs> but it was like, it was a good thing for us to, I think, do to like kind of just like know that it's like, it's possible for us to like have this dynamic. Yes. Like of like, oh, you can go off and have like a sexual experience with someone else and I'm, and come home and tell me about it. And I'm not going to be like, I don't want to hear about it or yeah, like yeah. freak out or anything like that. I was just kind of like, oh yeah, like let's debrief. Um, I'm the type of person who <laughs> also like, I jump into the deep end, which is, you know. Can be unhealthy, but that's just who I am. Can, can be, but it also can be like amazing, <laughs> empowering, yeah. yeah. And like and it's a power. It's yeah. so because we had talked about it for so long, and this opportunity presented itself. I was like, well, if this doesn't work out, it's okay. The door will now be like wide open. Yeah. So I was, it was kind of like definitely one of those. Like in retrospect, maybe I should have been a little more like careful, but. Mm-hmm. Luckily, everything turned out okay. I it's was like my safe. whole life. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, said, I've heard you say that so many times. <laughs> but um, but it did like teach me pretty quickly like, okay, I'm going to have to make a connection with a person. I can't just get yeah. picked up at the, yeah. <laughs> the LGBT yeah. center and go and have sex and it's, it's not going to work for me. It's funny because <laughs> I kind of had the idea that I was a person who needed to have some sort of connection with someone just in the past. Like I, that's kind of how I felt. Like, even when I had people that I was, like, friends with that I, like, I had, like, a friend in high school that I, like, fooled around with some and 
he and I were like good pals, but even still I was like, I don't know. I feel like we have this like thing where I like, I want to know you more before we like do stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I think I just always kind of had that. Yeah. Um, I also am a person who I am like not attracted to people that I don't think are funny. So I, like, have, like, someone has to prove that they're funny to me before I'm, like, attracted to them. I've, like, joked recently that. Yeah, I, like, have joked recently (laughs) that if there's, if there's a sexuality that's you're only attracted to people who are funny, then that's what I am. Mm. Like, I don't know if that's a thing, but it's. My, like one of my, my kink is humor. Like, Jenny Hogan <laughs> said the same thing. I really? think it's a, I think it's a thing. I don't know I if think it has it a name too. Yet. I like I have to. I, is it it's super no, dark in here? It's cloudy. It is pretty dark. Do you, here, let I me turn on a. <laughs> it's like dark. <laughs> <laughs> the black cloud <clears throat> rolled in. So wait, um, so do you make people? Do you make people tell you jokes? Yeah, I'm like, do a whole stand-up set. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I like, I realize just that I'm a person who needs to chat with people beforehand, yeah. I think, at yeah. least. Um, I have to be so, able to laugh with people in oh my bed God. when oh, I am inevitably so, fucking clumsy or trip oh, on myself. I am or, so clumsy. And I also don't take anything seriously a lot of the time. It's kind of like, it's both like, I think my greatest strength and greatest flaw mm. <laughs> Is that I just like mm-hmm. have a really hard time taking things seriously because I just like laugh at the I, darkness we can't of the take world. It too seriously, or yeah. we'll die. I mean, we're gonna die anyway. Yeah, and like other like totally side note that like I don't know. Uh, my dad died when I was little, so I think I just like learned to like laugh at darkness, or else mm-hmm. like what what mm-hmm. the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I like after this when door was opened, I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna get Tinder and see how this goes. And so I initially had it set to like you picked. Tinder? I know. I don't know what I was. Well, I no, I'm really curious about. I that. didn't know what I was doing. I was <laughs> just like, that's the thing that people are on. I guess that's true. Knowing, no, that, I've, like, heard, I've heard. A, I know a lot of people who have met their partners on Tinder. Yeah, and I also was like, I'm more looking for like at the time I was like, I'm looking for sex, not for like a connect. Like I don't want to go on Hinge where I'm gonna like run into people that I know or something. Like I want to just be a little more anonymous, a little yeah. more like. On the Swiping. sly. I don't know. Because yeah. I also, I think when we initially opened things up, in my mind, I was a little bit like, we're kind of like non-monogamous. I don't know what, like, I don't really know what the distinction is between that and poly, but we like know what our things are and we're kind of just wanting to explore sexually. So like, yeah. that's what this is. So I initially set it to like have like people of our, all gender expressions like through my Tinder. And then I, for a while, I was only getting responses from guys and I yeah. was like, ugh. Yes. I like want to hook up with a woman also, yes. so I switched it to they just take women. more effort. Had no luck at all Same. for months. And I was like, I give up. I'm I switching up it back to everyone because I just want to like have some sexual experiences. Yeah. God damn it. So I switched it back and then like the first match I made was with this guy who then I talked to. I was like going on vacation for like three weeks right after this. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to be out of town for like almost three weeks. But like, I'd be down to like chat with you and stuff like over the course of that. And if we like have a connection, like we can meet up after. And he was like, sounds great. So then we chatted like while I was on vacation. And then I like got back and I was like, let's, let's hang out. Cause we like had great conversations. He was so nice. I was like, I feel safe with this guy. And we like hooked up once and it was like fine. Like it was fun. Like I, Really wanted to give a blowjob because I never had. I'd always been terrified of it. Oh. I was like scared of the idea of a penis going in my mouth. You I was were. like, it's going to be gross. I'm going to hate it. And so I was like, mostly I want to just get that shit under my belt. Because I also hadn't, I've ne- I'd never had penetrative sex either. But I was like that, I feel a little more like I can cross that bridge more when I come to it. But the blowjob, I just want to get out of the way. Yeah. I want to do it. I want to see if I'm interested in it. Because also I was like, I don't know if I'm super into penises. Yeah. Because I haven't had that much experience with them. And I've, like, been with a partner who doesn't have one for, like, eight years. And, like, 
who knows? Maybe I just hate penises and I'm actually just only into like more female anatomy people and like I don't know. So do you hate penises? No, I love penises. <laughs> They're so fun to play with. <laughs> yeah, so I like gave this this guy like a blowjob and I was like that was really fun and like luckily he had like a nice penis that was like a reasonable oh size. Have you met a yuppie penis? Yet? I haven't yet. Okay. Um, I've been very balls? lucky. Um, I didn't really involve the balls okay. that much at that time, but they were fine. They were like just normal. And I was like, great. This is just average size, average everything. Like this is fine. And did that and it was great. And I was like, this is fun. And we, you know, fooled around and it was a fun time. But I was kind of like, I'm not like dying to hook up with him again. Our chemistry wasn't like insane or anything. He wasn't the best kisser, and that was mm. kind of like meh. But like everything else was like fine, and we had a fun what time. What made it not the best kisser? Like what? what it was turned like, you off about kissing. It was like a little like, like we weren't in the same rhythm. Mm. Like it was like I was doing one thing and he was doing a different thing, as opposed to our mouths like working together. Yes. It was like I was doing like a like a slow deep thing, and he was yeah. doing like a fast darty thing, and it just like wasn't really working <laughs> at all. Wait, wait, yeah, it was just yeah. like a, mm, mm, and I was like, no. Wait, will you do that again? <laughs> <so> I, <laughs> that's, what, that's what she's doing. You're watching the YouTube. <laughs> it was pretty much that, but he was so nice, and I felt totally safe. And then, like, also, side note, hilariously, he ended up getting back together with his ex, like, not that long after, and now they're engaged. Oh. Super happy for it's them. Happened to me so many times. Yeah. And it was... I've been a good luck Chuck so many times. <laughs> no, like ten times. Like I'm wow. not joking. And like it started in college. And it, and it was like immediate, like the next person they would either marry or they'd get back together with someone yeah. and marry them. And it was like either just, and I was like, it's okay. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, my superpower. Okay, so if you're looking to get married, let's go on a date. Let's do it. <laughs> and then after that, you'll get married to the next person. Um, but yeah, so I had that whole experience and was kind of like, cool. Now I've gotten that under my belt. I feel like a little more confident in dealing with penises now. That also made me feel better because I got yes. into this weird thing in my head because um, being trans is very strange when it comes to genitalia and, like, you have a very weird relationship with, like, your own parts and parts in general and, like, everyone's different. So mm -hmm. I have, like, a very, like, back and forth relationship about, like, because I basically I have, like, a ghost limb penis that I can feel, Ooh. like, in my head, but, like, you know no one else can feel it because it's in my head. Yeah. Um, so Yet, like, I feel like there's got to be technology to solve that problem. Right? I'm like, what? <laughs> Cyborg. So, but I also like, so there's surgery options, but I haven't really ever pursued them because I like how my current anatomy feels and I like being yeah. naturally, like being able to get hard and stuff. And that's a lot harder once you get a phalloplasty. Mm. So um, hearing that from Al and like having heard her kind of state this like fear of penises in the past I was like I hadn't realized like subconsciously I was a little like internalizing that and feeling like well like does that mean like if one day I decided I wanted to get surgery or mm -hmm. if something were to happen like would that mess with our attraction and like what it is so like uh, again having her be able to do that and go with someone else and have that experience was helpful for our relationship. Yeah, then totally. She came back and was, he was like, like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> she came back and there was yeah, there's a, a sense of ease of like, okay, so like that's not something that's like gonna cause a problem. Yeah, like, that's not something that's like gonna be negative anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was just like also just great to discover because also I was like, okay, wait, not only do I not 
hate blowjobs. I actually love giving blowjobs. Like, it's so fun, which I know you can relate to. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then, like, um, now then two months ago, one of our, like, really good friends actually, like, I guess had just picked up on context clues that we were, like, open. And then um, I had put an ad on Lex. If you're familiar, which is like the new like oh, queer that came like from personals the app, yeah, yeah. I'd put an ad on Lex because I was like, I just want to. Maybe I should try that. Yeah, should you I should. Try that? No, yeah, you should. It's it's oh like it seems like a really cool community. What would my ad say? Will you write it? Oh God, <laughs> I didn't get a ton of like responses back that I was like super intrigued by, but I like had a couple like little brief conversations, and I was like, this is just like a cool experience. But then like a few weeks later. I was, like, chatting with one of my, like, good friends on, like, Instagram, um, and they are also non-binary, but has a ha- has a penis, which is, like, funny that now both of our two people that were <laughs> involved with are, are that same dynamic, and are both Tauruses. Hilarious. <gasps> yes. I mean, I know. Tauruses, we love the sensual touches. It's true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so then they kind of, like, we were chatting one day on, like, Instagram, and they are like, hey what if I told you that I, like, we talked about how we both, like, as, like, teens and stuff, like, just had crushes on everybody, but that's, like, carried over to now, and, like, we just, like, are crush people, and then they were, like, what if I told you I had a bit of a crush on you, and I was, like, because ah! I had had, like, a crush on them for, like, a minute, and was kind of, like, had always been, like, I don't know, like, they seem like someone I could just, like, fool around with, like, but, yeah. like, just super casually, and also, they're just, like, a really affectionate person, and, mm like nice. gives like the best hugs in the world Fuck yeah um and so it was like already kind of like a slightly affectionate friendship yeah um but then I was like oh that would be great that you have a bit of a crush on me because I also have a crush on you and they were like would you want to explore that and I was like yes and so communication for the win yes it was great <laughs> and so then like later that week I like went over to their place and was kind of like I was talking to like one of my best friends about it and she was like okay, there's no universe in which you aren't at least going to make out. And she was like, so, like, she was uh, like, let's see. I believe in all the multiverses, so there's at least one. <laughs> yeah. But just probably only one. Yeah, probably only one amongst the infinite. Um, but, yeah, and then we ended up, like, 69ing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, like, we just were like, okay, great. We, like, started kissing, and we are like, okay, we're down. And, like, before that happened, we were, they were kind of like, hey, so, like, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And I was like, great, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And we just kind of had this moment of like, we're not looking for like a major commitment from each other, but just like, let's kind of just explore this and like see how it goes. Yeah. But also like Connected with the understanding that we're, you know, neither of us are like, you know, that we both have other priorities and yes. that this isn't like and I'll be the all thing. Primary yeah. And also oh, like they're good friends with primary. We haven't really used that, but it's like I feel like it applies. But it's, I don't feel like I've used that word. I feel like when you're much. married to someone, there's sort of like an understanding of like that that's, that's a rock the primary. Partnership. Yeah, 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 totally. I know some people are very sensitive slash allergic to that word. Like primary, secondary. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like not. We haven't really used that. It's just kind of been more like our life partner and our yeah. other partners. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like both. Yeah, both of our other partners know that we're married, so it's kind. Yeah, yeah. it's like sort of. <laughs> yeah, unspoken. and they also like, have both yeah. have experiences in poly relationships That's as great. well, which is great. Um, and so yeah, we like had this conversation, and then we were like, okay, let's uh, like see how this goes. And then we had like a lot of chemistry, and it was great. And now we've been seeing each other for like two months, and it's been That's wonderful. Amazing. Um, but yeah, where do you uh, guys want to go from here? Like, what are your goals, dreams? Oh no, wait. First. Oh wait, yeah, deets. Sorry, what about that what you're stuff? Go? Oh, 
that stuff. See, I'm so curious. I have like explored on my own butt, but okay. I haven't found anyone yet that will explore with me. <laughs> wow. You guys know how I feel about that. I, <laughs> well, I was going to say, I guess I didn't give that many deets of like, should I rewind? I don't know. About like <laughs> just stuff keep that going. we've like explored. Um, but yeah, I guess I just like was kind of like the, going back to like what we had talked about of like you know, him being like, I feel like you're kinkier than you realize. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And so with this kind of whole exploration, I was like, really went into it. Like, I want to just like explore anything. Yeah, like, I'm kind of game explore? for what whatever. I knew I wanted to like try being tied up. Have you done that? I have. It and? was great. <gasps> I loved it. Were you tied up with like, how were you tied Tape. Up? The oh. bondage tape. <gasps> to the bed or yes, to yourself? Okay. to like the slats mm-hmm. under the bed. Oh. Yeah. And then what happened? Um, like, while you were tied up, what was done to you? Oh, what was and done to you? And did you have a safe me? word? We didn't really have a safe word. It was just kind of just like, like a, talking. like, yeah, we'll just, yeah. like, if, like, they were kind of like, if if at any point you're uncomfortable, just, yeah. like, let yeah. me know. And I was like, great. Because we weren't, like, so in the throes that I wouldn't be able to, like, communicate that. Right, right. It was kind of, and I was also like, this feels totally fine so far. So, like, I'm not really concerned about, like, having a safe word. I don't feel like unsafe or like any like it was just I mean, kind of more of like a, if you're in a situation where you're not like playing with no means yes then yes you're okay without a safe word assuming the yes. other person's a safe person that can listen to a real no it, exactly and like i feel entirely safe yeah. with this person yeah. um but yeah so like they like tied my like limbs ankles and and wrists to like the slats of the Red bed eagle style a little bit but not too spread no, like no, just no. kind of like, like x yeah. or whatever yeah x. um <laughs> but i still had quite a bit of mobility and also i recognized that like if at any point i wanted to i could kind of just like twist my wrist and it yeah. would like undo yeah um because it's not that sticky um well, it depends on how many times you wrap it around itself i believe that <laughs> um, <laughs> um but then yeah they like went down on me and then like used like a like a vibrator mm. also which was nice mm-hmm. which oh also i'd never really explored like toys okay. i had always just like jacked off with like shower heads okay. or like my hands yeah. or like and how do you yeah. like to get off like what's your anatomy like, I'm, like usually and, like favorite yeah, touches I'd say I'm a clit girl. Mostly, <laughs> like girl. that's like the the way. Um, but now I've oh now I've also had penetrative sex, which was like I always was worried that I would not be able to do it super well because I am very small. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you mean vaginally? Yes, okay. I mean vaginally. I'm just yeah, yeah, I'm very teensy. I mean, you are small. Uh, I am general, a small person, like, also. But yes, I had, like recognize. Yeah. Yes. Yeah that I was, like, kind of tight sometimes mm-hmm. and, like, had, had like, issues when we've, like, tried to use, like, strap-ons and things like that, like, of just, like, only certain angles really working. Yeah. Like, we were able to do, like, doggy style and stuff like that, like, when we first started playing around with, like, strap-ons and stuff. But I had never played with, like, toys on myself or, like, toys beyond, like, using it as, like, a – just, like, a substitution, like – that was kind of just my experience with that. Um, and so now, yeah, I've had penetrative sex and it's great. And, like, it's funny because at first it was kind of like, a, oh, like, it takes a second to, like, figure out the mechanics. And, like, also, uh, like, my other partner, um, they're – sorry, I'm, like, losing my train of thought. My lover's, like, penis is not small. Oh. Um, and so it's kind of like, a, okay, is this – 
gonna work. We'll try it. And so, like, after a couple times of us, like, fooling around in other ways, we were like, let's try it. And, like, you know, we had the full conversation. I was like, I've never had penetrative sex. Like, might not work too well. Like, let's see. And so we kind of one day, um, like, tried it. And it, like, went pretty well. But we were like, okay, cool. Like, that's good to know that at least it, like, can can work. And then now it's, like, easy. Now it's, like, mm. like the other day I went over there and we were, like, hadn't even like gotten to like the bed yet and we were just kind of like making out like I like I kind of taken off some of my clothes and we were and then all of a sudden I was like on the dresser and they were like in me and I was like wow this happened (laughs) and this is great because I had also previously said that like one of my fantasies was like to be like fucked like on a surface like on a counter or something (gasps) and so then it just happened (sighs) without like me being like hey could I sit on this dresser and you fuck me it was just like a that was just like all of a sudden that's like what we were doing and I was like yes and so that was really great but it was like also like okay cool like we've come a long way from like it being kind of like okay like let's let's try like this angle to just kind of like here you are on this dresser and now we're in like (laughs) it's just like boom boom (laughs) it was great um but so yeah I think now I'm like recognizing that because I was like went into it being like I want to explore anything I'm even remotely interested in I'm, like, realizing that, like, I'm pretty much, like, game for most stuff. I don't – I think Ooh, there's certain stuff, things that I'm, like, not – stuff? Maybe. Blood stuff? I, I was going to say, I think, like, kind of where I think there's some lines drawn, but I also am kind of a person who's, like, don't knock In until the right you try circumstances. it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'd be interested in, like, pee play or, like, poop stuff yeah, yeah. or, like – Yeah, I'm not so sure about blood. Or about but, uh, electro play. I don't know. That, Ooh, that I, sounds exciting. I, I'm intrigued by that. Like, see, I'm kind of like, who knows? Because I also, yeah. I'm like, you literally don't, like, there's certain lines, I guess, that it can exist. But to me right now, I'm kind of definitely in a space of like, I'll try pretty much anything once. If I hate it, great. Like, I'll just not do it again. And yeah. if I love it, great. Yeah. Um, and if you're so with a safe partner, you can always opt yes, out in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel 100% safe. So it's been nice to just be like, I could just try this thing. Would you two consider going to play parties either separately or together? Like, is that a thing you have interest in? I would be maybe intrigued about doing that at some point. I feel like right now, I feel like I'm getting enough experiential stuff. No, no, I don't mean like tonight. I'm not inviting you to a specific thing. Let's go. (laughs) But I think think right now I'm like feeling like I'm getting enough from kind of like exploring those elements like with Tree and my lover. But like it's kind of – I'd be definitely like – Hmm. I'm intrigued. I would be. I would be curious about it. I think. I yeah. Would, I would probably be more nervous. Yeah. Um. And like, it. It already. It's. It takes a lot, I guess, for me to like feel safe. So yeah. I think that would be a lot harder for me to. Yeah, I to think it would definitely be, be excited about. I, yeah. I think it would be like if I was with the right people. Like if I. I. I don't. Like, I wouldn't be able to know everyone, but if I was with the right people at the party, I feel like I'd be okay, but it's still... I have fantasies about curated sex party experiences where, like, the host invites a select group of people, and then, like, other people get, like, a semi-anonymous bio about the people so that, like, I don't have to have the conversation about I have HSV2 in my throat, you know, like, we can just, like, you can have the condom on your penis before I give you the blowjob or whatever, you know? Um, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, I think that would be cool. you know like that's the type yeah. of stuff that I fantasize about, and then <laughs> yeah. you, and then you like I don't know like the last sex party I went to I felt so daunted because there was no system of knowing what people were up for, and so it's just like 
as a single woman like approach like, approach approach yeah and i had to be like well i'm a kinky submissive well no i don't want to dominate well no i'm not just yeah i'll perform for both of you you have to tell me what to do no i'm not gonna you know and so then yeah. i ended up just sitting in the hot tub which was fine for me in that moment but those are the things that get that stress me out because yeah. i'm like i need clarity but it's also yeah. a submissive quality to it too where I'm yeah. like I don't want to have to tell you once I get there even though I understand that's part of it <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah I think I think that would be fun to do just to like explore like yeah. multiple multiple dynamics at once yeah um but I also like I, I I previously thought of myself as like kind of like a little modest and kind of like a little bit like, ugh, like yeah. self-conscious but I think as I'm like getting older I'm like caring less and less about yeah. that and like also just coming into my own more totally. and I've heard you say on other episodes that like you've had experiences where you've talked to people and you realize that you've had sexual awakenings at 28 and I like turned 28 in November and then like this whole thing <laughs> like pretty much like since I turned 28 I've just been like there's exploring something to sex. the Saturn return age honestly like, something to that year I don't know not to get too astrological but I just know it's uh, I believe it's, it <laughs> I just think there's like a human thing where it's like something shifts in our brains. Like at that point, both male and female body or male and female brained people have like, they're like done. Yeah. <laughs> Synapses are not done, but like, you know, you're more of your person self. Whereas yes. the last 10 years you're still forming. Yeah. I definitely feel like, yeah, the last couple months I've just been like, I am taking ownership of my sexuality. <laughs> like, like yeah. which has been like really nice and like has made me also realize that like, Maybe I could be a person that like went to sex parties. When if you'd asked me that like six months ago, I probably would have been like, "Ooh, that sounds crazy." Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, okay, like I always thought of myself as like more of like a like a bottom type, and now I'm like, okay, like I could, I'm I'm less like pigeonholed. I think I think I've kind of pigeonholed myself as like a vanilla bottomy, uh, like shy, like kind of sexual person and then I'm now realizing like oh like I can just like be whatever yeah. like it's like I don't Wait, have so to like are stay you interested that. in exploring butt stuff um maybe I don't know like my other partner has like done a little bit of like touching my asshole like during stuff yeah. and I'm kind of like okay that's I see like that's fun <laughs> and like I don't know I'd be like I I'm like I said, I feel like I'm very much in this zone of like, I'll try anything once, yeah. like yeah. in C. So I'm, I'm like kind of down, but also I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like I I just haven't ever, that like never had been a thing that had really fully crossed my mind as a thing I wanted to try, but like yeah. I'm just well, very much in a power of suggestion kind of mode. I will just <laughs> say, I life. suggest to everyone try having an orgasm with your own finger up your butt because I just think the muscle contractions, like for me, I just think it's so cool and hot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, just I had a it. phase where I was doing that. Yeah. Like I was fingering my own asshole. Yeah. And then I I think I, or to, I brought it up to Al once and she was like, um, cool. yeah, we could, uh, <laughs> we could maybe try that. And then like for some, like, I don't know what, it, if it was that rejection alone or what, but I was like. <laughs> I guess I just have to stop even trying. So oh. then I like wasn't doing that for a while, and then like when I started expo like exploring um, dating men or people with penises, I was like, okay, so this is what it's gonna be. Like, I want to have 
butt sex. Like this is what <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, this is what uh-huh. it's gonna be. Because I was like so like no one will be inside my vagina. Like that's just not a thing that's gonna happen. And then I had all these experiences where that was the assumption, and I was kind of like, actually, this isn't too bad, and I can get over this trauma and blah blah blah. But it was just like. I had this very like clear idea. I was like, this is what's gonna happen and butt sex is gonna be the way I mean, and this is how it's gonna and then I and then since then like haven't had that come up yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. But I I do think it's sort of wonderful to just have options and to go through phases and what I'm realizing yeah. about myself is part of the joy I mean, even in this time where I'm sad, I'm turned off, I'm like requiring myself to masturbate at least once a week like it's a weird and that's like yeah for me and I haven't been that disconnected from myself since that terrible show in South America you know <laughs> terrible show and South America yeah, yeah. afterwards <laughs> to go recuperate and so I'm in this weird space where I'm like okay I'm, I'm in a different place but it feels the same but also some part of me is like well that means there's another awakening coming yeah okay. you know yeah <laughs> totally Literally. yeah because I've, I've now like been through phases where I, yeah like where when i was on that birth control where i was just like sex is just not a thing i'm interested in at all right now and then like have also gone through periods where i'm like masturbating like once a day being yeah. like mm, i'm Mom, like yum, yum. yeah exactly <laughs> like just kind of like masturbation monster yeah <laughs> like can't get enough and then but then it's like you know now i feel like i'm like in a totally different zone i feel yeah. like it's just also experiencing so many of those different like phases you just like realize like oh nothing's like permanent like everything's changing all the time and also just now having like you know more than one person to like explore with just like opens up a whole new world of possibility because it's like you know then it's also like kind of fun to like explore that person's like kinks and fantasies and ideas because like we've also done some stuff that like they've wanted to try and i'm like great let's do it like i'm game and it's been great like so going yeah. forward, is there anything on your horizon together specifically that you're wanting to explore? Mm. Also, I, I just asked one single question beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. So um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm interested in us having like a like I'm feeling that that we're leading to this sort of like reconnecting phase mm-hmm. where we're going to meet each other again on a physical level that we haven't before. And that's kind of what I'm excited for. Yeah. And like trying new stuff and like being more, I guess just being more communicative in general and being able to talk about things that before we had weird mental blocks around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like just for Al's birthday, uh, we bought this CBD lube. That's No, it's THC lube. Sorry. It is oh. THC lube. It's weed lube. It's weed lube. That's right. So they have CBD ones, but they have these THC ones that are supposed to be even, like, cooler. So we tried it, and it was, like, awesome. So I'm, like, looking forward to, like, more of that oh, stuff. yeah. Um, and, it, like, it feels amazing. It just, like, adds, like, a tingly layer on, like, everything. It's like, it's like your vagina is high. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It's really nice. Is it harder for you to orgasm when you're high or when you're... No. Um... <laughs> For me, sometimes it is. Sometimes. It depends on how high I'm just like, no, I'm fine. (laughs) Stoner. I know. (laughs) No, I would say sometimes for me, and I think probably it depends more on, like, my day before, like, what's happening. Totally. Like, yeah. So it's like, oh, did you add weed to that equation? Mm -hmm. Like, you know. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, I've I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed, uh. 
some good high sex. Yeah. <laughs> I think also I'm kind of looking forward to like, yeah, just kind of bringing our, <laughs> it sounds really sterile for me to phrase it like this, but like bringing our research, our outside research into like a more internal totally. usage, like <laughs> awesome. kind of just like, you know, taking what we've like learned that we've liked and kind of like applying it a little bit. And I feel like by talking a lot more about sex, we've kind of like, we're laying that groundwork already. I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, I was, yeah, tied up the other day, and it was really great. Like, let's try that later. And, like, oh, like, we can, like, experiment with some of this other, like, play that we've, like, one of us or both of us have kind of, like, expressed maybe an interest in, and now we're kind of, like, re, like, re Something we even investigating about recently, that, yeah. which is funny because I think we both realized this but never actually said it out loud, which is that, like, our sex does not have to end in orgasm. Yes. Which is like one of those patterns that like, it seems like, like I said, we both knew that. We both totally feel comfortable not coming, I guess. But like we got into that pattern where it just felt like that's, that's, that's the, end, the end and that's the goal and that's whatever. And now that we've talked about it, like, oh, we can just like play around and it doesn't necessarily have to like lead to the full shebang. Like <laughs> we, can, we can just like mess around. And that's like, that I'm really looking forward to. I actually to, have so. a fantasy because time is so important to me because I work eight jobs or whatever, depending <laughs> on the day, uh, where my next dom will like only allow me to have sex once a week for time purposes, but every day there's like a tease that happens. So I imagine if Ooh. I live with a person, it's like, you know, you like I will touch you if you are about to come say so, and then it just stops. And so like I fantasize about like having six days a week, just like the turn on in place, mm -hmm. maybe more than once a day. Because for me, that was the best part with my former master of just being forced to not be together created this extreme desire that then when we were together would just like play out in these like really transcendent ways. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually attempting to transition into friendship with him. Oh, per his he claims, and I'm like, I don't believe you. And he's like, I know, <laughs> I know, you don't trust me, I know. But like, we went to a museum together last Friday, mm -hmm. and so, which is also just like kind of hot. I mean, like, it's not like <laughs> there's because there's no pressure of like, is it just going to be the same thing? Are you going to try to go back home with me? And he didn't. Yeah. Then there was some part of me where. I can feel my body relax and it was the first little tingle of desire I felt in months and you know just because I've been out of touch with my body and so um those are the types of things that I fantasize because mm -hmm. I do think it's so we get such an emphasis on quantity and that it really does work yes. for some people and then for some of us sometimes that works and then it's like phases and also I think yeah. if you're doing it all the time every day how could you not fall into the same pattern? Right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's also something to, like, it's, like, hot that, like, I really only see, like, my lover, like, once a week. Or, like, sometimes it's, like, even more than a week. Yeah. And then we're, like, we, like, get back together and we're, like, ah, like, I missed yeah. you. Like, hey, yeah. like, <laughs> let's do this. It's, it's like, great. oh, man, we have a week of, like, energy built up from that of, like, mm -hmm. kind of, like, you know, the build up so and, like. Fun. Uh, they were like out of town like a couple weeks after we kind of got together. They were out of town for two weeks and we like sent nudes back and forth, oh, which fun. like I had never done. And I was like, ah, 
Tree, like, this is have fun. you helped Al take any nudes no. from the lovers? Because that is something that would be kind of fun. Super hot. Yeah, that does that, sound really that does hot. sound hot. I would do that. <laughs> well, because also like he's like also good friends with my lovers, yeah, so that's like that's awesome. super interesting. Like they came and like spent the night at our house the other night, oh. like and just oh. we just like slept in a big cuddle puddle together. Oh my God, that's and, like, it was just so yeah, lovely. It was really nice. And the whole time I was just like, how lucky am I to have these that's like perfect. two cuties like in my <laughs> in my house like loving on me like it's so great mm-hmm. oh my god um is there anything else before i ask my final wrap-up question anything else that wants to be said i like wanted to ask you a question oh yeah oh yeah oh my god okay. i forgot i think i've been forgetting to let people ask me questions you just asked me oh, oh my god no i, I totally just forgot. like had a question that i've thought about so many times when i've listened to your podcast that i have wanted to talk to you about and that is deep throating yeah how do you how do you know when you're actually deep throating versus not? I feel like I'm like it goes in. Maybe have I just always been deep throating? I don't know. So because I feel me, like I can't tell a difference. For me, there take it's a specific sort of relaxation that has to happen, uh, and it, because it goes inside my actual throat. And I always thought deep throating was just like where it's like hitting the back of your throat. But, like, it goes in and in the same way that you can, like, feel inside your vagina something moving. Like, you can feel – and, like, if your hand is here, you like, on your throat, you can feel <laughs> the cock inside. And it's so cool. You know, I'm going to try that because I feel so like – so fun. You have to have I, the right angle. I can't tell if I'm doing it or not, but I, there's been moments where I'm like, am I deep throating? He should be able to tell you. Because um, you – and, I mean, here's the thing, though. Some people's throats relax a lot easier. Mine, I have to relax. I had to learn to relax it. Yeah. And it was something that my former master helped me relax into and, like, showed me what to do. And I had kind of a light bulb moment. Yeah. Um, and I will say with certain partners, I don't know if it's an angle thing. I don't know if it's a shape of a cock thing. But, like, I haven't been able to do it with everyone. Okay. Particularly if they're not on board. Like, I've had to sort of be like, I want to deep throat you now, you know, so I can, like, <laughs> do my thing. And I will say the easiest way, which I didn't ever do with my former master, but uh, is like head laying off the edge yeah. of the bed so hot yeah great we, angle. we tried that the other day but the bed was like a little too it low. has to be right high. yeah <laughs> like, no that doesn't work pillows, no my, like, my bed is really tall like working <laughs> it was like ended up and i was just like laughing and being like okay we gotta do this on a different surface so yeah work. and you'll you also know because it it um deep throating creates a mucus response so like you start getting like your eyes will cry and your nose okay will then i've maybe run. done it yeah because <laughs> i feel like because I also feel like Please I have a bad gag reflex that. sometimes. Yeah. And so there's yeah. – so every, but I'm like sometimes I feel like I'm like gagging a lot and then other times mm-hmm. I'm like not gagging at yep. all. And it's that like hard for me for to me tell. Yeah. And I feel like there's been moments where I'm like, was that just a deep throat moment? Like I, I can't tell because like mm-hmm. this is like only like the second – like you yeah, know, or like yeah. I don't think given one other blowjob before like being with this partner. So I was like, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. there's I don't know a moment. But I, I assume I'm – like good at it. Ask them. I, I mean, they were like, "Great job." What? <laughs> no, but I, but I would, I would be like, "Hey, this is my specific mission to figure out deep throating." Am like, I deep throating? Am I doing it? They yeah. should be able to. I should just the ask difference. them. I'll just text them after. They this should and be, be like, "Have yeah. I been deep throating?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I just think it's so fun. I don't know. It's a thing that just make. It's like another layer of it. Another toy in my sandbox. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, like, curious because I was, like, I feel like I've, like, heard of this, like, it feels like a mythical thing that I also feel like I'm, like, maybe already kind of doing it. But I also have no idea. I mean. Because I also am just, like, a person who is sometimes weirdly, like, 
what is my body no, doing? That, I'm like I feel a clumsy that way too. human. And that's, that's why I like, like speaking not really specifically. Vibes. Yes, because I'm just like, what is happening? Now? Yeah. What yeah. is my mouth doing? I can't tell. <laughs> yeah. What am I feeling right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally that way. So I'm sometimes just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, what? It, great. <laughs> but I was just like wondering like if there's like a thing that you notice when you're like, oh, this is the distinction or if it's kind of more I, of just, I can you feel can it literally really specifically, feel it. Yeah, inside my throat. You got to take note. <laughs> <laughs> okay each of you if you could go back in time and give younger you some sexual advice what age or ages would you pick and what would you say i've been thinking a lot about this question because i knew you were gonna ask it <laughs> um i think i would probably go back to like middle school like maybe 12 or something and be like you're attracted to everybody it's not just boys. Don't focus your attention on that one boy for all of middle school who is going to act weird because you're giving him attention. And then, like, when you stop giving him attention, he'll give you attention. Yeah. And it's just a not cool dynamic. The gross chasing dynamic that our world yes. has labeled romantic? Like, ridonculous. Like, just don't do that. <laughs> just, like, open yourself up to everybody. Your body is fine the way it is. Like... Just because someone doesn't want to have sex with you or make out with you doesn't mean you're, like, hideous yeah. or stupid or annoying. Yeah. Like, just kind of, like, give myself more of, like, a, as an adult, you're going to have good sexual experiences, so don't worry too much about now. Mm -hmm. But also, I feel like there's, like, kind of a part of myself that, like, I've thought back and been, like, I kind of wish I had more sexual experiences, like, as a teenager to kind of, like, prime myself and, like, um, it Give sounds myself... like you tried. I tried too. I, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I had more then. And now mm. I'm kind of like, actually, it's fine that I didn't. It's, everybody's on their own timeline. I feel like I'm having good experiences now. And it's like kind of cool that like I had like my first like penetrative sex experience like with someone who I like care a lot about. And mm. it's like it wasn't just some like beefhead idiot boy in high school who like just was trying to get it in it's like someone who like values me as like a friend in person yeah. and like is like let's do this like and I'm like afterwards they were like I'm so honored that that was like your first time doing that and that you did it with me I was like Amazing. I'm honored <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm precious. I guess kind of going back no, and just being nice. like no you're nice yeah literally <laughs> oh man but like yeah just kind of like Telling my younger self that, like, A, it's fine to have more sexual experiences, but also it's okay that you aren't going to, like, <laughs> until later. Like, that's fine. But, yeah. Mine's kind of the opposite. It's more <laughs> like uh, I would probably go to, like, my middle school self and just say, like, it's not a race. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a competition. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, just to, like, listen to what I actually wanted or needed more, um, especially sexually, because I think I got – I made a lot of decisions based on what I thought was the right thing to do, which mm -hmm. was just based on, you know, the stories that people tell in society and movies and all of that stuff. So, yeah, just, like, you know – slow down you know <laughs> it's funny because i'm saying that but i'm like would i have listened to myself probably not <laughs> like, i don't think i would have listened to myself either it's not about the listening it's just about the advice <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like shut up old lady i'm gonna go listen to you <laughs> um, but yeah but yeah take your time and uh and you know listen that's that's probably what i would have said